Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. My name is Eva Meiringer and with me today is Deepak Puri, Chief Investment Officer for the International Private Bank in the Americas. Deepak, I'm thrilled to have you. How are you doing? Good morning, Eva. I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm very good indeed. Thanks. And I hope it's the very same for our dear listeners. Welcome to this week's podcast. Deepak, another exciting week lies behind us. Uh, let's start actually with your region, uh, the Americas. A short week uh, for the US with Memorial Day last Monday. However, it was still a busy one in terms of new data points. ADP data were released, uh, many Fed representatives spoke with the media, and just out today uh, are the US labor market data. What are your main key takeaways looking at the Americas last week? Wonderful. Yes, indeed. It was a, a busy week. Uh, lots of moving pieces in recent days. Uh, you know, uh, from a labor market perspective, we continue to see a very tight labor market. You mentioned ADP. Non-farm payroll numbers came in very strong. Uh, 390,000 uh, nominal gains in employment. Uh, the unemployment rate remains at a almost a five-decade lows of 3.6%. However, there were some green shoots, and green shoots in this particular instance is that the revisions were a little bit on the lower side. Um, you know, I want to just zoom out and tell our listeners that the Fed would actually like to see some easing up on this tightening in the labor market. So the fact that some of the, um, you know, there were downward revisions to the month of uh, April and March combined is, is slightly positive. And the fact that average hourly earnings, uh, which went up uh, month over month 0.3%, was slightly below consensus of 0.4, also tells that the wage inflation number has starting to you know, at least stabilize. So now we are looking at a wage inflation of 5.2% year over year. Uh, in April, this number was at 5.5%. Overall, you know, I think uh, the labor markets remain tight. Um, and uh, the Fed officials have started to push back on the notion, uh, which has been gaining some momentum here in the U.S., that the, uh, the Fed might go on a pause after the June-July meeting. I think the Fed speak this week was very strong in saying uh, that this pause idea that has been initially floated by uh, a voting member Bostic, uh, who is, you know, maybe not an FOMC sort of a judgment call. It's a, it's a one voting member relaying his uh, views. Um, so overall, uh, you know, interesting, a lot of moving parts to, to the week, uh, but uh, the overall narrative hasn't really changed much. Thanks, Deepak. Let's uh, turn to APAC uh, for a second. Do you see now uh, with, the, with the tide or the, the slight easing of, of COVID restrictions, do you see a likelihood of further improvements to the global supply, and say, um, supply chain situation in the coming months? Well, one would certainly hope so, Eva, because, uh, you know, the, uh, the Chinese COVID trends have continued to improve. So both the major cities, uh, port cities, Shanghai and Beijing, have started to reopen almost slowly, but at least there is uh, normalization at the end of the tunnel. 
And the number of companies have actually noted uh, some easing of supply chain pressure. So one would assume that the supply chain pressures would be a direct beneficiary of this opening up uh, in, in mainland China. However, it's too early to really make a conclusive argument that this is the end of any supply chain concerns, because I think there might be a little bit more uh, on it uh, before we make that assessment. The one thing that I really focus on is the New York Fed supply chain, a global supply chain inflation um, measure. It's an index that they have created and it still remains somewhat elevated. So I think it might there might be a time lag before we started to see this uh, easing really get reflected in a broader array of goods and services. Got it. Let's, uh, let's hope for the best here. Deepak, markets over the last few weeks, it seemed they improved. Uh, do you think it's it's time to call it kind of a turnaround for the markets? Might be a bit too early. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks have been a little bit more comforting for the markets. And I think uh, uh, primarily driven by the fact that the, the peak inflation uh, theory seems to be at work, whereby, you know, most analysts, ex including the markets, believing that the inflation the peak might be behind us at this point. And also the, uh, the, the rate markets, you know, they've started to come down. So obviously um, a lot of long-term growth names in the equity markets tends to be the clear beneficiary of that. However, the VIX, the volatility gate still remains elevated from a historical perspective. So I don't really believe that we are out of the woods yet. And, and then other thing to keep in mind would be that to see a very sustainable rally in the equity markets, we really need a, a positive catalyst, which is somewhat lacking in these mm -hmm. markets. So, you know, our assessment is that the markets behave this way, a little bit erratic, higher volatility for the foreseeable future, unless we have a better understanding of where we are on the macro side, which means where we are with the inflation numbers and then the growth numbers and what would be the Fed and other central banks uh, reaction function to those uh, macro developments. So too early to say that we have made a turnaround, but obviously we'll take the gains uh, that the markets have uh, eked out over the last couple of weeks. Indeed, indeed. Thanks, Deepak. Let's, uh, it's, it's early Monday morning. Let's focus on this week. Uh, for what do we need to keep an eye out for this week from an investment perspective? Well, you know, a couple of things. The first thing would be that the Fed speak uh, in the U.S. is on a blackout period because we have the June FOMC meeting on the 14th and the release of the statement on the 15th. So there won't be much of a Fed speak uh, in the U.S. That doesn't mean that the uh, U.S. will be devoid of any excitement because we're going to get the most important June 10th, the CPI data, uh, where the pace of month-over-month -month increase is going to be a critical data point for the policy path of the Fed. Um, I think uh, most, most of us, including our house view, expects uh, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the path for the Fed to remain uh, at a predetermined course of 50 basis points increase for the month of June and July meeting. But uh, the, anything, anything out of the ordinary uh, on the inflation front could uh, have, a, have an impact especially on the verbiage that, uh, that accompanies the policy action. So that's going to be important. And then we also get the UMISH sentiment survey, which is a five to 10 year inflation expectations from a consumer front, which could also give us a picture of where you know, the end users think uh, the uh, inflationary pressures are going to be in a longer period of time. From a central bank perspective, ECB meeting next Thursday, June 9th is 
most likely the, the key central bank event. Uh, the, the, the bank is going to confirm the asset purchase program to seize at the end of the month, pacing its way for a July liftoff. So the now the market expectation is for a 25 bits liftoff in the month of July. There are some talks about a 50 basis points liftoff from ECB at some point later this year. The market is pricing it not in the next three meetings, but most likely in the October or December meeting. So you look at um, you know, those two events, the CPI data in the US plus the ECB in Europe, those would be the really the major market moving events uh, for, for this week. Okay, seems like another exciting week ahead. And thanks Deepak for sharing your uh, insights with us. Dear listeners, this was your Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. Thanks so much for listening and tune in in a week from now. Bye. This podcast may be considered marketing material. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount you originally invested. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The product, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.